Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We have a brand new Revving the Word episode taught by our host, Elisa Keaton. In this episode, Elisa is continuing her series on the parables of Jesus. And today she's teaching out of Matthew 13 on the mustard seed and the leaven. She's calling us to action in this one, and it's vital to the Christian life. You don't want to miss it. Also, we want to tell you that we are so excited to invite you to join us tomorrow evening for a very special night of prayer and worship. We're going to be streaming live from our Revelation Wellness headquarters on Tuesday, June 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for this free night of prayer and worship that's open to anybody. Here at Revelation Wellness, we believe that prayer is the foundation for everything we do. This night is for you if you feel like your prayer life is dry, your heart feels distant from God, or you need to set aside some intentional time to draw near to God. Come taste and see the power of prayer when we seek the Father's heart together. You will be so glad you did. We never, ever regret coming together in community to focus on the Lord and worship. The link to the live stream is in the show notes, along with some other great resources for you as you begin sowing the good seed you've been giving. And it all starts with prayer and worship. And if this podcast blessed you, would you leave us a great review? Your good words help us stay on mission, spreading the good news to the ends of the earth. We hope to see you at our prayer and worship night, and we will see you soon in all of the places. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath. make it audible. You can hear it. You can feel it. And I don't know, you might be in cold enough weather that you can see it. Take a look around in your environment. Scan it. Get curious. Super excited to be with you today to learn more about God. Amen. Remember, we're here to learn about Him, to form our hearts more like His. I was just reading this morning for my own enjoyment, prepping my heart to come here and be with you. And I love in 2 Thessalonians, Paul closes it out by saying, May the Lord... May God direct your hearts towards Him. That's a paraphrase. But I love that, that God is drawing you. And Paul wants each person's heart to be directed towards God. And the steadfastness of Christ. Yes, that's what we want. I'm going to probably come back and do a teaching later on that chapter. It's so good. But today, we're going to continue pressing into the parables of Jesus, the stories he told. So if you missed our first episode, 
go back, one revving the word, and I really lay the context for why Jesus talks in parables. Just so I don't have to unpack that again, I need you to agree with me that you remember things better. Apply them to your life in a story. Facts alone, impressive thoughts, they're good, but they won't stick without a story. Or they're less likely to stick. Put things in a story, and they stick. People can apply it. And every person will draw something different out of it for themselves. The gospel is a story. The story of God. That's why it's impossible and downright cruel to think everyone is going to think exactly the same or act exactly the same in pursuing Christ. Now, there is unity. That's why to form your hearts into more Christ-likeness, yes. But we're going to interpret a little differently from person to person. But if it is always about God and not us having the knowledge of good and evil, because that's what got us in trouble in the first place. (laughs) And actually, we were duped by an enemy, believed his lies. So if if we want to know God, to love him better and love others better, you're doing it right. But if you just want to know God's story so you can have a better story and you can be God and you can have power, might, wisdom, wealth, glory, honor, and blessing, woe to you. (laughs) Repent. Turn back. So why are you here? Move your body, shake off yesterday's dust from your feet, renew your mind, change your state of being to one of hopefulness and the fruit of the Spirit. If you want that, let's do it. God, thank you for your word. We ask you to come into this time and come into our hearts and direct us towards your love. Form us, shape us, which means there's pressure. So we're here, God, to engage the pressure, encounter pressure. And you know just how much to put on each of us. Everyone, turn your palms up. Say, God, have your way and say it like you mean it. Get out of the way and he will have his way. So thank you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that animates us right now to direct our hearts closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Scale of one to ten. Anything above a five, you're moving on purpose. 
One laying in bed with eyes open, breathing. That's a purpose, but moving on purpose. Anything above a five. Start moving towards a six, seven. Today's story from Jesus. By the way, I'm not gonna have enough time to go through all of his stories. There's so many. It would literally almost take us a year. But I'm gonna, I've been praying about the ones to do. And today, the mustard seed and the leaven. Now, this is the same crowd that Jesus, actually, I'm sorry, take it back. This is a, now, Jesus is talking to his disciples because they had just privately got with him and he explained why he talks in parables. That's back in Matthew 13, verse 10. It says, then the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak in parables? Meaning Jesus told the story of the seed to a crowd of people, so many people that he had to push out on a boat so they could hear him better. And he tells the, the story of the parable of the seed, which we did in the last one, our last rubbing the word. But what's interesting is by verse 10, the disciples come to him, not the crowd, but his, his people, his learners, his students, his followers which we know at this time is 12. And they said to him, why do you speak in parables? And he told them why. And from this point on, according to Matthew, he's just talking to the disciples. So one of the interesting things to think about, listen, this is huge, this is big. The disciples, the followers, the closest to Jesus, pull him aside and say, explain that to me. And he does. This is why a passing by crowd, forget it. They, they could hear it and have no understanding. Remember, it's hearing and understanding that produces the 30, 60, 100 fold harvest, according to the parable of the seed. It's hearing and understanding. The disciples pulled him aside and asked for understanding, and he gives it to them. Come on, who wants that? All right, so now the audience just got smaller. It's his intimate, it's his most, his closest. And he puts another parable before them, his disciples, you ready? Matthew 13, verse 31. He put another parable before them saying, quote, the kingdom of God is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. in pictures remember do your best to think in pictures as if you're watching a movie on a screen when you read the Word of God ask the Holy Spirit to help you not just read it but see it story remember that'll put you in the story all right be a seven on a scale of one to ten how do you know if you're a seven well, you can close your mouth and breathe through your nose about two to three breaths, but then you've got to open up your mouth to breathe. Definitely after three breaths. Anything above a seven, you do not want to close your mouth to breathe. But do try to breathe through the nose, please. Think of your lungs as big air balloons fill them up expand your chest come on breath oxygenates the blood that goes up to your brain breaks through some of those plateaus all right now for the audience listening even the disciples this would be a little offending that the kingdom of God would come in such a small and inconsequential way. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed. All right, we all know, maybe you don't. Why, why did Jesus use mustard seed? To compare the kingdom of heaven. Well, he says, because it's the smallest of all seeds. But when it grows, it's larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Something so small that the rest of the world would trample on and walk on by. Come on, but not you. Tiny little thing. Later on, Jesus will compare the disciples' faith to that of a mustard seed. If you have this much faith, you can move mountains. Again, I love my favorite things, and to be honest, in my flesh, the most frustrating thing is that the kingdom of God holds itself in tension. Little is big. Just when you think, Little's little, go even smaller. <laughs> and watch something big happen. Stay a seven in this song together. You have an invitation to push into some eight category territory. <laughs> Now, 
more for you on this passage. Well, study I did of mustard plants because Jesus says it's the smallest seed but when it grows it's the largest of all garden plants and becomes a tree now here's the thing there are bigger trees that we think of when we think of a tree when I think of a tree I think of those those red oak trees you know in the petrified forest they're huge well that's not how big a mustard plant gets a mustard plant that Jesus is talking about when it grows it's larger than all garden plants a plant is a plant it's planted it's lower to the ground it does uh, this mustard plant becomes a tree what defines a tree then something that birds of the air can come and make nests can make your home in it so it's more like a bush than a tree <laughs> which again would be a little offending. Hey God, why can't we be oaks? You call us oaks of righteousness in, a, in your word in Isaiah 61. Jesus talks about a mustard seed because he's more concerned about getting the point across that it's small. Because it is the smallest seed. An oak tree seed isn't as small as a mustard seed. Yeah. I've got trees outside my yard here, outside my window right now. Eucalyptus tree. That seed is still too big compared to a mustard seed. So Jesus isn't as interested in the tree as the source of the size of something. A mustard plant only grows to be anywhere from four feet to eight feet tall. <laughs> Everyone, push towards an eight. Go, come on, come on. This is exactly, this song's kind of saying it. Hey, a four foot plant, guess what? It's one foot smaller than me. I could trim a plant of four feet. I can take care of a plant at four feet. <laughs> Eight feet? Yeah. But anything bigger than that, comes out of my reach. God created us to garden with him, to partner in the kingdom of heaven with him. And all it takes is a little mustard seed in your heart right now the kingdom of God all you need is a tiny amount and it will grow to be larger than all other plants and then becomes a tree because others 
other created beings, the creation itself can rest in your shade. You have something to offer. Your branches are strong. Come on. I love it. We're like, no, I want to be an oak tree. No, be a mustard plant. Come on, as you move, pull back to a seven. Say this prayer. God, come and grow your kingdom in me. But remember, see, we use the word kingdom. We think we're going to be kinged. Jesus is king. We are royalty, but he's the king in this kingdom. A little goes a long way. Take the little, get a lot. Thirty seconds. Push towards an eight or nine. If it feels fun, enjoyable. No fear here. Fear has to do with punishment. Drive that out. But fun. Express. Get curious about what your body can do today. Ten. Eight. Six. Three, two, pull back. Well done. Good job. Our last working song. Be a seven if you want to stay an eight. Do it. But at an eight, you can't close your mouth and comfortably breathe. Kingdom of heaven. It only takes a little bit, guys. I love that. A little bit. The kingdom of heaven, this, this realm where God is. If you got a little bit of that in you, it'll grow. Zechariah 4:10 says, Don't despise the small things. Small is big in the kingdom of God. Say that with me. Small is big. Small is big. Things in the kingdom start small. Every grown man or woman you've ever seen started as a cell in their mother's womb. Small is big. And here's the other thing. God always intends for his kingdom to increase. Genesis 2, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. So even though the kingdom of God is a mustard seed and not an oak tree or an oak seed, it's on purpose. He knows what he's doing. Increasing good, filling the earth with his goodness. God values progress 
and process over pace, right? Pace, we're like, come on. Or we want the final product. We want to move fast and we want something big. And the kingdom goes, you know, yeah, that's great and all, but it's really about the process and the progress that the kingdom's interested in. Come on. Otherwise, he'd be like, yep, you're all the tallest trees that ever existed and I'm not gonna start you as seeds. I'm gonna give you a faster start so that way we have something fast. Nope. The kingdom will not bend to our values, guys. Repeat after me. The kingdom of God will not bend to my values. Push to a nine. 30 seconds, go. A nine is not comfortable. You don't like me right now, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make disciples. Come on, a little bit of pressure. With joy. Come on. Pull back. Well done. You're doing great. You're doing great. What a good day. Something as tiny as 30 seconds of discomfort can increase and create immeasurably more. Well done. Recover. So, over 10 years ago, when God called me, gave me the seed of faith for Revelation Wellness, oh, it was a seed. And honestly, you guys, I worked so hard and the Lord was working out my orphan spirit, right? Because he's more interested in the process than the finished product. He wasn't like, hey, hurry up, Elisa, get it together so I can get this beautiful product on the earth. No, he's using the process. He's not rushing that. Because we want a healthy plant so that birds of the air can make nests. And things are moving so slow, so slow. Meanwhile, I have a husband that is an atheist, accusing me, teasing me of how foolish I looked. By the way, that was the enemy being the enemy, putting my husband on like a glove wasn't God. God was permitting it to purge me in the process of my idolatry, of my orphan spirit. I had to say yes to God and his kingdom 
pure heart and a clean hands. And I don't think it was pure at the beginning. I was an orphan looking for purpose and value. So things were slow and never seemed to be moving at our pace. Let's just again confess, God never seems to be moving at our pace or the finished product. We're like, well, that's different. It's not what I had in mind, but it's better. And God said, Elisa, one day when I was frustrated and sad, and honestly, I think this was even in a time that my husband was starting to come back. The bonds of the enemy were starting to break. Light was penetrating his heart. Darkness was beginning to fade away. And my husband confirmed something God was already whispering in my heart about his kingdom. And this mustard seed, this small thing, becoming the largest. was Elisa what if you never see the end of what I'm starting in you are you okay with that are we willing to be the start of something that we may never see finished come on that's so cool that's y'all I know it's probably not what you're gonna choose but what an honor back when Jesus explains to his disciples about parables in, in chapter 13 verse 17 of Matthew he says for truly I say to you many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and didn't see it to hear what you hear and didn't hear it whoa prophets and righteous people that planted the seed. They never saw what we now can see. Jesus, they just, they had a crying heart for God to come, set things right, set them free. This is why it's really important here at Revelation Wellness, you don't make this about you, the kingdom of God is for you, but not about you. Come on, getting your body strong and your mind sober is for you, but not about you. Are you willing to be the start of something that you may never see finished? The other thing, y'all, about a mustard plant, according to some research I did, this is what surprised me, is that it's not a one and done kind of plant. Every year, it dies back. When it dies back, the seeds in it drop to the ground so that in the next year, it grows bigger. It's right in line with John 15. 
that he, things get pruned so things can grow. <laughs> right? I confess, like, I must have, I have a Pharisee seed in me that's like, big. <laughs> Show the world who you are. He's like, yeah, you're a mustard plant. The kingdom of God at work on the earth is a mustard plant. Yes, we're called oaks of righteousness. Yes, we are. But oaks of righteousness, that's a spiritual posture of the heart. It's a spiritual posture of the heart. My heart is big and tall. Oaks of righteousness. He doesn't call us oaks of righteousness in Isaiah 61 so that other birds can come and make nests. That's a creation to creation process. God created us. And he wants us to create, to multiply something on the earth, the kingdom of God, so that others can come and rest in our branches. Birds make nests. And I think, again, I'm not a gardener, but I think that's called perennials, yes? Plants that are seasonal, they come and they go. They come and they go. But each time they go and come back, bigger. Man, that's a real, that's a word for somebody who needs to take a break. Go away, die back, let the seeds fall to the ground. The rains will come and the winds. And the next season, get a little larger. And becomes, really, let's just call it what it is. It's a bush. <laughs> a bush. So the birds of the air come and make nests. Again, I think I'm just stuck on the fact that he's, Jesus is really trying to make a humble point, a humble brag. This is a humble brag. Because Jesus is about the kingdom. That's a brag. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Oh, hey. It's like a bunch of bushes where a bunch of birds can come and make lots of nests. Are you down? Are you willing? He told them another parable, verse 33. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Now in the, in the Bible, leaven can be good as much as it can be bad. We tend to think of it as bad, right? This. This pride, leaven gets talked about a lot. The leaven of our heart, the pride of our heart. Pride of life and self. That's leaven. Life without God. Pride in self. That's leaven that's bad. And that will puff up. But leaven can be good. 1 Corinthians 1, 31. Let the one who boasts 
boast in the Lord. Let the one who's got leaven in their heart be a leaven for the kingdom. <laughs> leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour. Now, three measures of flour, guys, till it was all leaven. Commentators say this would be equal to the amount of flour needed to serve a hundred people. <laughs> Now, a little bit of leaven, a little bit of pride in who God is. Pride. And listen, if you're going to have pride, whoo, hey, hey. We're in pride month right now. This Western global movement for a community of people that are hurting. I get it, y'all. I get it. And they're looking for a voice. And so... They got this movement called Pride Month. And everyone, please hear me. I understand there's hurt, there's pain, there's, we have not done this well, church. We have not done this well. Come on. And this is why we train. That we don't have to have agreement to love. And that the kingdom of God is bigger and more beautiful than anything in this earth. And it's a humble brag. Our pride is in God. Pride means I'll die for this. I will die for this. And I thoroughly believe there are people on the earth who are willing to die for the goodness of God. That it is better to serve than be served. That we don't consider ourselves any equality with God. And we're willing to put ourselves and someone can step on our shoulders and we become support not critics when we get that kingdom of God on the earth doesn't require agreement but it requires love so yeah love wins but it's the kind that is the pride in who God is Leaven, pride that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, it's like a boast. But I love that she hides it, right? She doesn't flaunt it. Now, before I let you go, I want you to look at two crucial things. Crucial. This is your part of what to do with this word about the kingdom of heaven being like a mustard seed and leaven. If we go back to the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. You have to take the seed and sow it. Take this. If you don't take the seed and sow it, Listen, you might be ridiculed because what are you doing that tiny little thing? That's stupid. Come on, that was me. But if you take it and you sow it, it's going to grow. 
But if you don't take it and sow it, God passes by. I had to receive the vision. Stop passing on it or else God was going to pass by me. And some of you know that's my story to saying yes. <laughs> he said it not, God didn't say it to me judgmentally or harshly, just factually. Elisa, I'm gonna do this on the earth. You can come now or you can come later. But if you come now, you'll be one of the first. You'll be a forerunner and it's gonna be hard. But you can come later if it feels too hard. Hey, that is so kind of him. Yes, if you're just showing up, come now. You still have a place. And it doesn't matter. That's why God would have been fine with me coming later because it's not about having a seat of honor. Look at how great I am, I'm first. It's not about that to him. But it takes the right heart to say, I'm gonna get whacked hard on this because I'm going first. I'm gonna be misunderstood. I'm gonna be ridiculed. And I, and I think God just knew. I've put that kind of heart in you, Lisa. You wanna come with me now, come now. Or come later, but you're gonna come. <laughs> We're gonna come. Take the seed and sow it. If you don't take the seed and sow it, this story means nothing to you. The woman with the leaven, she took it and hid it in three measures of flour. Now let's be, some of you be like, oh good, she hid it, great, I'll just hide. No, she's serving something. She's making a meal for people. Make a meal, open your doors, invite people in and hide the kingdom in your home. Hide it so that people find it. We don't have to blare our light in people's eyes, but we do have to shine. Some of you, put that love of God, that pride of life in God, put it in the bread. Prepare the meal, serve it. Thank you, God, yeah. We thank you for this word. And right now, we take the seed and we sow it. We pull the pride of who you are out of our hearts and put it in the leaven or the measure of flour so we can serve those who are hungry and need. Thank you, God. We love you. Take this word, God, and multiply it so the kingdom of God is seen here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.